Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Wherever you're listening from uh, right now, I hope you take a second to uh, hit the subscribe button before we get into this. Uh, whether you found us on YouTube, on Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. That includes iTunes and Apple Podcasts, where you can also... Uh Leave a review, give a rating while you're at it. So we put out interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at Consequence of Sound. Would love to keep you on board with all of those. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today my guest is Mac DeMarco. Yes, he's got a brand new record called Here Comes the Cowboy. We're going to talk about what attracts him to writing songs that are more or less unapologetically romantic. We'll also talk a little bit about cowboy culture, an artist named Henry Flint that had a a big influence on this new record. There's also a little rumor that he wrote and recorded all of this kind of at one fell swoop. And he he tells me that's not exactly the case right there. We'll hear about songs like All of Our Yesterdays, uh, a really fun jam on the record called Choo Choo, and even a hidden track. Yes, he's still waving the hidden track flag, which I'm a big fan of right there. He also started his own record label for this album. We'll hear what that means for his day-to-day career. Talking about the album, Here Comes the Cowboy, it's Kyle Meredith with Mac DeMarco. Hey, how you doing? I love Here Comes the Cowboy, man. It's, uh, it's, it's such a really nice record. Is it worth saying that this is unapologetically romantic? Is, is that what's going on? I think a lot of my stuff probably is. But, you know, yeah, nobody said that about it yet, so I'll take that. That's good. <laughs> what, and, and that's, it is not the first time you did it. What attracts you to that type of music? Uh, I'm a big Beatles fan, big, like, you know, love songs. Yeah, I think it's like, it's almost, it's not cheating in a way, but it's like, you know, writing about emotions that everybody has in one faction or another. I think, uh, it's, you know, everybody can take something away. I think that's, you know, maybe 
sneaky, but maybe, but maybe, uh, maybe works. I mean, I definitely think it works. People are, I mean, coming to you in, in, in droves, hordes. I don't know the word these days, but, uh, there's a lot of people that's, <laughs> that's, uh, I guess, hearing what they need to hear right now in this. I mean, I talk to a lot of artists who, of course, are, are writing what more or less, I guess you would say, is the political record right now. And this seems like the moment of escape for a lot of folks. Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff is wrong. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. So anything that people, you know, get, you know, feel the need to talk about it. But I've always kind of, I don't know, I love music, you know, and I love, uh, and my main goal, being alive, is kind of like, well, I'd like to be happy. So I'm just trying to help other people maybe figure that out, too, in one way or another and figure it out for myself. You know, this record, I don't know, I hear like a 70s soft rock vibe on it. It's way more than I've ever heard on your stuff before. Maybe thematically, you know, it's it's kind of your lane, but there's something in that, in that, California Laurel vibe that that's going on here. I, I don't know how. And you moved to California. Is this your LA record? And how important was that this time around? I mean, I guess this is the first record I've made like fully in Los Angeles. I mean, some of the songs are written out and stuff, but uh, I don't know. I, I was, whenever I'm making music or working on music, yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I think in a way, LA, LA is most of my crew here and a lot of the people that I kind of you know am around all the time. A lot of expats, you know. It's like I don't. I don't know. Not a lot of LA natives, so it's it's kind of a skewed. It's kind of like the way the idea is the way the album is. Like the album is kind of like a skewed cowboy record. It's like I'm, you know, I'm not a cowboy. It's not about a real cowboy. It's some kind of like cartoon baloney. You know what I mean? So maybe that's maybe indicative of how I feel about my life in in Los Angeles or something. You know. But along those lines, I've heard you mention uh, an artist named Henry Flint and, and Hillbilly Tape Music. I'm not familiar with that name. Yeah. Who is that? I don't know much about that guy, but he was a, kind of like an experimental like taper artist in the, I think, 60s and 70s. And he had this one song my, my drummer Joe played for me called Graduation. And it was like a, you know, I don't know, something about the vibe of it. It kind of sounds like a slow like train kind of rolling down the tracks. Guy kind of sings like Kermit the Frog. I, I just got it. I like it a lot. It's weird. The lyrics are weird. Yeah, strange song. It's cool. Did I read that a lot of this record, I mean, no, recorded like within a couple weeks in January. Was it uh, Was it all written around the time you recorded? Like, was this all done in one fell swoop? No, I mean, some of the songs I'd had for a little while. Some of them I did closer to when I recorded it, like right before. But yeah, I, don't, I mean, when I, you know, I think people like that, like, you do it in two weeks, it's crazy. But like, that's not true. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I record, you know, I sat down and did the, what you're hearing. That that was done in like two weeks. But, it, you know, the songwriting and stuff kind of was pieced together over a certain amount of time, you know. You're some, some songs were like six months old, some were four, some eight, you know. No, I was going to say, your press agent's really on that one. That's uh, that, that was a highlighted part in that press release. <laughs> I, I didn't really give them a press release, so I think they had to kind of take the money and run if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's believable, though, because there's a, there, there's an easy cohesion w- with all of this, and, and I think that's why, you know, I didn't question that. I mean, all of these songs sound like they sort of came from, you know, one solid thought pushed out into the world. Yeah, I think, um, I think especially with this one, too, is that I wanted to make everything feel like the first time it was written, even though I didn't. It's like I kind of fall in love with the first way something is written down or, or recorded or something, so... Even though I redid a lot of this, you know, redid the demos and stuff like that, I tried to even with the master recordings um, <clears throat> keep the keep the vibe and like keep the feel of how it initially was. So, you know, wh- whether it was like <clears throat> not playing to a metronome or like recording something in the weird way that I did it the first time, it was like try- just trying to make it feel right. 
I mean, a lot of artists, they don't go into a record like thinking, oh, I need it to sound in this specific way. Did that happen for you this time? Because I almost get the feeling that you had sort of a concept or an idea of how it was supposed to sound. Sort of. I mean, it's kind of like... I like, I know what I like things to sound like, and is, you know, I like a, it's like there's a certain kind of kick drum sound I like, or like a certain snare sound or bass sound or something. So there's there's things like that, that that I'm drawn to, but I don't think like as a whole, I was kind of like, I want this to sound like uh, this record from this year. You know, it's like, a, but, but there are, you know, I, my tastes have grown as far as recording things just through doing it, I think. So there were, there were guidelines that I was trying to follow and, and things that I was trying to you know, figure out. That was kind of the, the, the weird part about it is, you know, I, I would buy all this stuff and everything should be, you know, uh, too many options. And I kind of got myself a little crazy. Well, I bring up a few of the songs too. Uh, this one's not really a question, more of a compliment. Uh, all of our yesterdays, which is, of course became the, the lead single of, for the radio and everything, what you've been playing on TV, that solo is so perfectly placed and played at the end. It does everything for me. So there's a compliment there. Oh, the, uh, the little rip, yeah. That, that's the that's not even the arrangement on the record, but we had a little bit of fun putting that together. So yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was watching on the when you did that on uh, what is that uh, one of the Tonight Shows anyway? Jimmy Fallon, yeah, yeah. No, I love that moments in, in that song. That's yeah, cool. And, and Choo Choo, that's a fun jam, and, and I guess that's what I'm wondering: is this just kind of a jam that you figured out afterwards? Like that's a song? Yeah, it's not exactly a song at all. I mean, it's a but it's I, through the process of me being like, goddamn, like I'm going nuts, like I can't, you know putting these mics up on this piano, you know, I was driving myself crazy. And so for one evening, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to plug my guitar right in and just have fun recording something instead of worrying about how this, like, music that I need to show the world and try and sell is, is coming together, you know? And then through that, then it was like Choo Choo and Cattleman's Prayer and a couple other little songs that didn't make it on the record just kind of popped out one night. and Kind of, you know, it was like a little bit of a reset, like, ah, this is fun again, you know what I mean? It is. It seems like that takes the pressure away. You get that on that first song, too, as you're saying. It's like, um, you know, with just a little repeating line over and over and over, a lot of artists, that's that's not complete to them, you know? That's like, oh, no, I've got to finish this. This isn't a full song. But for you, it, it totally sets up the entire record. Yeah, it's it's twisted. I think that with Here Comes the Cowboy, I think uh, when I recorded that initially, I don't know what headspace I was in, but I remember listening back and being like, well, this is probably one of the weirdest things that I've ever recorded. And that that, to me made me like it a lot i think <laughs> uh i'll also throw a hidden track you've got a hidden track the, the cattleman's prayer yeah it's a lost art right there the hidden track yeah uh, i mean I might as well you're banking on a lot of people and maybe your fan base is you're banking on a lot of people like having the record you know or the cd or whatever and actually putting in the time yeah i mean that's how i kind of do it with records so i mean i just wasn't really thinking about it i guess but it's it's cool I, i'm not you know even the way that we've chosen the singles and stuff it's like, you know, I, they're not necessarily what I would think are like the singles on the record, you know, or even classically, like, you need this BPM for TV, radio, kid. Like, I don't really care. And I don't really, you know, it is funny, though, because probably most, the way that music is consumed for the most part nowadays is people know the two or three singles off the record and haven't heard a note any, of anything else. But I don't, I just don't really care. You know, it's like the, the record makes sense as a whole to me. And, you know, if, if it doesn't make sense to a lot of people, that's probably... That's probably why, because they just have a couple pieces of the pizza. <laughs> I feel like that's the easy seg, too, and I'll wrap it up with this. This this is all on your own now. I mean, you own your you, this is your own record label debut, and and what does that change about the day to day for you? Um, not a lot. I mean, it, you know, we we did start a record label. It's through like a distribution company, and they're part of like a bigger label umbrella. So it's it's not like I started from the ground up or anything. And it's not like I have like. 
an office and a bunch of employees or anything. But but it's cool. You know, I have a, maybe a little bit more control over things and just a little bit more. But not to say, I mean, working with the, my old label was very similar. And they're really sweet. And, you know, I'm still working with them and all that stuff that we did with them. And, yeah, it's 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 cool. I think the main thing for me that I find cool with the concept is, like, now I'm in a position where, say, someone that I know or something that, you know, someone's music that I love, you know, if they're looking to try and get it out to more people or have, like, it released or something in some kind of fashion, like, we can help with that. Like, I have the, the capacity to help with that now and, like, a budget and stuff. So so that's that's the cool part for me. But, I, I mean, that being said, we haven't done anything like that yet. So we'll see what ends up happening with it. Well, it, it was great to talk to you. Congratulations on, on Here Comes the Cowboy. Uh, and again, it, it's just been such a great listen. And it's been fun to watch you, you know, kind of do this big arc over the last few years. It's been exciting for me. I can't imagine how exciting it's been for you. It's been strange. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Mac, it's a pleasure talking to you. Uh, take care out there. We'll see you around. Okay. See you later. Big old thanks to Mac DeMarco again. The record Here Comes the Cowboy. Hey, don't forget, before you get out of here, to hit the subscribe button to this series if you're not already subscribed. And again, that means anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from, like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, as well as YouTube or Spotify. After that, please head over to WFPK.org, where you'll find me every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern. I also throw in some bonus episodes of this series over there. Consequenceofsound.net has your music and film news. You can find me at Twitter, at Kyle Meredith, and Facebook, slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network.